Hi, this is Megan Johnston with Southeastern Oklahoma State University. I will be going over course project step two for week two. I will be covering questions number four, number five, and number six for the course project. Question number four. Every company has different organizational structure or scale of operations. Because of this, companies cannot just plug and play best practices from another company or completely copy Toyota's production line. In reference to Toyota's production system, the Toyota website said it took many years of continuous improvement. Now that they have such specific guidelines that the slightest deviation is visible. This did not happen overnight and it won't for any other company as well. Companies could use best practices processes like Toyota's as a reference, but not try to replicate it. Mike Myatt's article in Forbes, Best Practices Aren't, debunks the phrase best practices. He states that pursuing best practices in a given area is to avoid having to reinvent the wheel. Just because company A had success with a certain initiative doesn't mean that company B can plug and play the same process and expect the same outcome. There is always room for new thinking and innovation, or at least there should be. Companies that want to have the same level of success as Toyota's production line need to review how they can implement similar, something similar into their business practices but not completely copy their production style. Maya has a competitive outlook when talking about innovating business processes. He states, Innovate around them and improve upon them to create an advantage that can be leveraged in the market. Be disruptive in your approach and don't fall into the trap of doing something in particular fashion just because, just because others are doing it that way think. Next practices, not best practices. Here's the thing. Best practices maintain the status quo and next practices shatter it. Question five. The boutique industry has a low barrier to entry. I moved out of Enid in 2014 and since then there have been a huge number of boutiques that have opened up with a storefront in Enid and in the small surrounding towns. Looking at downtown Enid alone, there are six different boutiques and I have been to all of them. Each one has a very similar style when it comes to the clothing and accessories they provide. I can almost guarantee that if you lined up an outfit from each place without the store name anywhere, you probably would not be able to tell the difference. Forbes interviewed Ashley Alderson, the CEO of the Boutique Hub, and she mentioned some interesting points regarding the boutique industry. She stated that boutiques do sell the same brands, but how you set yourself apart is all about your personality and your business style. I completely know this from experience. Like I was saying, with the six similar boutiques in Enid, there are two of those boutiques that I continue to go back to because of the amazing customer service and the friend-like environment that they have. Overall, the boutique industry has a very fairly low initial capital investment. Many boutiques start as just online boutiques. You don't even have to create a website. You can just start with a Facebook page for free. One of my friends uses Facebook and has over 1,600 people on her page. Alderson stated in her interview that she grew up grew her company to a multi-million dollar company with only three physical locations and operated mainly through e-commerce. If done correctly, it can be extremely successful. The biggest cost will definitely be inventory. The suppliers that provide these boutiques with items tend to have low production costs because they're producing in massive quantities for many boutiques. The wholesale prices for these items tend to be lower because of this, allowing the boutique to purchase more merchandise. Alderson states that the boutique industry is more about community over competition. In this industry, if something isn't working, there is a resource available to you to help you succeed. To me, that is the most attractive part about getting into this industry. Many industries are intimidating with the amount of competition, but boutiques are just different. 
Number six, the government should ensure that companies avoid becoming monopolies for the consumer's sake. Currently, I believe that the Federal Trade Commission is just right in their involvement. Back on August 19th of 2010, the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice released horizontal merger guidelines. These guidelines focused on competitive effects. In the guidelines, it was stated that they would use merger simulation models and critical loss analysis to review all possible horizontal mergers. They also released vertical merger guidelines on June 30th of this year. The guidelines state in the introductory section that vertical mergers often benefit consumers through the elimination of durable marginalization. They are ensuring that the EDM theory savings are being passed down onto consumers with lower prices.